Sometimes criticism is called for, but how it's given can make all the difference. This is Rabbi Yitzchak Price with another episode of Tachlis Talks, growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcasts. And in this coming Torah portion of Devarim, we open up the new book of Devarim this week, and we encounter Moshe giving his final speech, Moses giving his final charge to his beloved people of Israel. The entire book of Devarim is actually the closing remarks of Moshe. And he finds it necessary at this juncture, he's about to leave them, that he must level some pretty heavy criticism against them. But when he does, we discover some important lessons in giving criticism. Moshe is bemoaning the fact that they were so difficult to carry the various challenges that they had made against him, and he describes Eicha Esalavadi, that I turn to God, asking, How is it that I am to bear this nation alone? <clears throat> How am I to bear Tarachachem, their burdens, Masachem, Rivchem, their feuds? And he uses this word Eicha which might sound familiar from the opening word to the Book of Lamentations that will be read on Tisha B'Av, it will be read actually this Saturday night, the most sorrowful book of our Jewish literature, on the most sorrowful day of our Jewish calendar, Eicha, the Book of Lamentations, where we are asking, how is it, how can it be that the city of Jerusalem is in such despair? Eicha resonates with the same Eicha that Moshe is asking, how can it be? that I'm to bear this heavy load, that the Jewish people are in a state of relative despair. And we read the two words, Eicha, with the same mournful tone. We'll actually interrupt the Torah reading's tune this Shabbos morning and insert a more sorrowful tone, reading the Eicha Esalavadi, Eicha Esalavadi. How can it be that I am to bear this load? Exactly how we read the tone to the opening words of the Book of Lamentations. Eicha Yashva Badad. How is it that the city of Jerusalem is sitting in isolation and despair? These two words, Eicha, are bridged together, indicating the severity of the criticism that Moshe is leveling against these people in terms of the difficulty that they provided him. Yet, fascinatingly, the line that just precedes this verse, this verse is chapter 1, verse 12, in chapter 1, verse 11, Moshe is describing his wishes that the nation of Israel be blessed. Hashem Elokeichem, Hashem Elokeichem, Yosef Aleichem, Hashem should expand you. He should make there be more of you. Kachem, like you. Moshe is asking that God should make the the people of Israel go more populous, but not with some other people or just with the grade A students. This is a teacher talking to the class that has given him such frustration. And this is the end of my year, and you guys have been such a burden. You're so difficult. I don't know how anyone's be able to carry the leadership uh, beyond this juncture and, and how to carry such a difficult class. So you'd expect to say, oh, yeah, you two, three, or four goody-goodies, there should be more of you. And you few kids who never shot spitballs at me, and the few of you who never cut class, or I never caught trying to like sneak in through the window of the classroom, there should be more of the few of you who are the exceptional kids. But Moshe doesn't say that. Moshe says, Hashem should expand the numbers of Israel, kachem, 
like you, like this entire populace that I'm criticizing. Well, which one is it? Are they worthy of his criticism or are they worthy of the blessing? And the answer is clearly both. The criticism is not coming out of a place of a hatred or rejection. It's coming out of a love. I recognize that internally you are wonderful people. You have great potential. You, you are the type of people I wish there would be more of. I just wish you'd kind of get your act together and modify your behavior. You have the potential to do so. I'm acknowledging and making it very clear to you that I recognize your internal greatness and that I want there to be more of you exactly as you in terms of your potential and who you really, really are. And note, he doesn't say that after leveling the criticism at them. He introduces this talk with that line. First he says, Hashem should make there be more of you. And then moves on to this severe criticism. Now, truth be told, there are some layers of criticism that precede this as well. He did make reference to the difficulties. But um, in terms of the severe eicha, he perceives the severe tone that could sound like a rejection with this strong indication of his love and appreciation of them. How fundamental in terms of the likelihood of the criticism being accepted, being acceptable, that it can make its impact. And what a lesson for those of us who ever find ourselves having to give criticism. We find a fascinating parallel to this. Much earlier in the Torah, Yaakov, Jacob, encounters a group of shepherds. They're sitting around a well, not currently providing water to their flocks, and it looks like they're just being lazy and kind of shirking their responsibility. Yaakov feels it appropriate and necessary that he point this out to them. He's about to criticize them. But before he does so, he adds one crucial word. Yaakov starts his remarks to them with the word, Achai, my brothers. Brothers? Yaakov has never met these people before. But Yaakov refers to the shepherds as, My brothers, my brethren, I come to you with love, with care, with respect. I'm not criticizing you simply to put you down. The opposite. I expect that you are good people. The assumption is that you are overall fine, upstanding individuals, and this is a deviation from a standard that you would want to set for yourselves. This behavior seems unbecoming to you. This concept that before leveling the criticism, to make the person feel good about themselves, to make them realize I'm coming with respect and with care and with a sense that you have the capacity to correct this problem makes it so much more likely that they will be able to correct the problem. Aside from the fact that it prevents the criticism from turning into a combative mode and leading to a, a, God forbid, a distance or a hatred between the parties but rather allows there to be a maintained appreciation, a retained love, and potentially even an intensified love with that recognition that you believe in me and you know that I can do it. Criticism is often not easy. Not easy to receive, not easy to provide. But that doesn't let us off the hook. And in this block of time, when we are leading up to Tisha B'Av, where there's a major focus on trying to reverse the infighting, the distance, the tensions that led to the destruction of the Second Temple, in this block of time where 
we want to undo that sin aschinam, that baseless hatred, and plug in all types of modes of ahava, we might want to run away from the situations in which we need to ruffle somebody's feathers and point out an error in their behavior. But we don't always have a luxury. If someone is doing something which really shouldn't be happening and they have the capacity to change that and we have the capacity to motivate that change, then it's a failure on our part if we avoid doing so. But if we attempt to motivate that change in a manner that is unlikely to be productive, then it's a double fail. So taking to heart this message that in fact there are times we're going to have to intercede and to point something out and to point out an error, but we can do so much more effectively if we inject that love, that achai, my brother, that, that sense of blessing, that I appreciate who you are, I want there to be more of what you are, but with this corrected behavior, the more we can interject that, the more we can avoid this degenerating into some type of a sinna, of a distance, of a hatred, God forbid, and instead the actual outcome could be one of a greater love, of that sense of recognition that you appreciate me for who I truly am, and you're trying to bring that out. It doesn't always happen initially. There's often that moment of tension because our defense mechanisms kick in and we're not happy to hear that criticism. But the more we can exude the love when giving the criticism, the more likely it can be and will be ultimately fully received. In so doing, we have kind of a double-header bonus over here because our goal is always to achieve that tachlis, to achieve our purpose or fulfillment, and in this context, if we can be so oriented, even when having to criticize and exuding that love to the other, then even if we end up not having the need to share anything critical of anybody else, we will be more likely to be in tune to the good in the other when we are so focused. And in such cases that we actually have to muster up the courage to point out an error in somebody's behavior and to help guide them toward their perfection, when we do so with this message of that achai, that brotherly love, and that I'm looking for your blessing and your expansion, then we will be capable of helping that other party. And in so doing, we will help them and ourselves truly achieve our tachlis.